The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Well, I've been a student of Gill since uh, 1998. So um, I'm currently in the Community Dharma Leader Training Program, so that's one of the... Let's see, maybe can you... If I can move this a little bit. Or can you turn on the volume just a little bit? Turn it down? Down, yeah. yeah. Good, okay. Um, well, both Gil and Andrea are, are teaching a retreat this week, so they had asked me if I would come and speak to you tonight. And they didn't give me a subject to talk about, so I thought I'd talk about kind of what's been going on for me in the last uh, few weeks. First of all, I want to find out, how many of you are new to IMC? Have never been here before? Okay. And have you had instruction in meditation? Okay, I guess you were here tonight. And you, uh, no? Okay. 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 Um, well, every Thursday night we have a, before this sitting, there's a instruction period, so you, if you'd like to, you can come and, and get those instructions. Um, and that's sort of one of the main things that, that um, is being offered here at IMC is learning how to do this um, mindfulness meditation. It's a way of training the mind and training... You know, training the mind to um, learn to pay attention to what's going on. And in doing so, um, cultivating qualities of um, tranquility and wisdom, um, and... Uh, in, in some ways, kind of paying less attention to the thoughts and the process of the mind and, and paying more attention to the body and the heart and some deeper intuition or deeper wisdom. So if you've been coming here for a while, you probably know that we, we emphasize mindfulness meditation. Um, we offer these Dharma talks uh, on Monday nights and Thursday nights and Sunday mornings and Tuesday mornings and Wednesday mornings. And in addition to um, the opportunity to come and meditate with others here and to hear the Dharma, there's also a website where you can hear these talks. These talks are get recorded and you can listen to them. And there's also a lot of books that have been written. There's some uh, free books out in the community hall and there's a library in this next room where you can check out books. So those are all ways that um, that we uh, try to support the community in being able to develop in this this practice of Buddhism. There's, But tonight I wanted to talk about some of the 
maybe complementary practices, some of the practices that aren't talked about so much here or taught so much here, but that I found very useful. Um, typically, we, we practice in ways of um, not trying to stop thinking, but not become so engaged in the thinking you know that the the thinking mind has over the course of one's lifetime you often develop strong habits of mind strong patterns of thinking that um don't necessarily serve you so the the mindfulness meditation is kind of a way to develop an ability to be present for what's going on in your life what's going on in your experience in a way that isn't, um, doesn't have thinking as the carrier of the information, you might say. You know, so that you can just pay attention to what it's like to be sitting here without having to think about it and evaluate it. So that being said, there is a, a place for working with thought skillfully to letting the thinking process um, serve in the in investigating your experience. And that's referred to as reflection practice. Um, Andrea gave a wonderful talk here, I think sometime in about the last year or so, on, what does she call it? Um, using reflections. And in this practice, what you do is start just as though you're going to be doing mindfulness meditation. So you, you find a, a comfortable posture and you start by paying attention to your breath for maybe five or ten minutes and letting yourself just settle down. You know, just kind of let the surface chatter, relax. And let yourself settle into the body, settle into the paying attention to the breath. And then, after about five or ten minutes, you can start by consciously bringing forth a thought. Sometimes it can be just a word, or it might be a phrase, or it might be a question. And, and often it's best to sort of decide on what that's going to be before you start this practice, before you start this, this sitting. And then the imagery that's used that, that's helpful is to, th if you think of your mind as this very calm pond, so ho hopefully you've developed some level of, of tranquility, that you just take this phrase or this word or this question and you drop it into the pond like you might drop a stone into a pond. And then you just watch the ripples that go out in doing that. And so you don't follow them. You don't sort of, you know, get ideas going and then start coming up with stories and follow it out. But you just notice when you say this, uh, phrase or word or, or question, just notice what comes up in the mind. 
you know, what thoughts come up in the mind, maybe what emotions come up in the body, um, what physical sensations take place. Just letting, letting that phrase be a um, kind of a stimulus to see, um, to see what gets produced. And then over the course of maybe half a minute or a minute or two minutes, as you settle back down again, then you repeat that same question or that same word or that same phrase and you you do it again. So it's a it's 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 a, a practice that you can be very creative with and it's a way to um, use use thinking um, skillfully to to bring some inquiry and some investigation into what goes on. Um, I first, when I first learned how to do this practice, um, it was actually taught instead of doing it sitting still, like in like in the formal meditation that we do here, um, we do it walking usually doing it walking out in nature. So I'd usually f- find a place where I, I could be out walking, generally where there were no other people around. And then after maybe walking for 10 or 15 minutes where I had gotten into a, um, you know, kind of a relaxed and regular um, pace, then I would I'd take this question and I'd... I'd say it to myself, sometimes in my mind, and sometimes actually out loud if there was nobody else around, and just see what would come up. And so that's, a, that's another way of doing this reflection practice. And then a third way, which is even more active than that, which is something I tried just yesterday, was to ask a question, ask me, you know, to, I sat at a desk actually, and I meditated for about five minutes. I, you know, kind of reached some place of some some composure, and then I asked a particular question, and not only did I watch what came up, but I actually sat there with a uh, this pad of paper and a pen, and I would write down just as free stream as I could what came up. So I wasn't trying to process what was coming up. I wasn't trying to um, make sense out of it, or even have it. Um, you know, some of the things seemed apparently contradictory. But I, I just, I just write and write and write until at some point it seemed like there was nothing left to write. So then I'd stop, sit for a while again, and ask the question. And so by doing this over time, I discovered things that I didn't know. 
So in the in the reflection practice that I did yesterday, I was working with the question. Uh, let's see if I can remember the question now. It was. Um, What is it do I want in this life? So I just ask that question. What is it that I want in this life? And then rather than trying to kind of think about it or remember it or, you know, bring up ideas of what I think that the answer there that there ought to be a particular answer, I just let whatever seemed to come to the surface, I would just write it down. And then only much later sit down and actually read it all and, and be you know, somewhat surprised, somewhat curious about um, what came up in, the, in that sort of um, kind of as uh, honest and authentic way as I could. So I thought I would try this with this with this group. Um, so our, our meditation is going to go a little bit longer. So if you'd all, um, you know, kind of get back into a meditative posture with your feet well, if you're sitting in a chair with your feet flat on the ground, um, your hands either on your knees or folded in your lap, it's helpful if you gently close your eyes. And then start by taking a few somewhat deeper breaths. Letting your awareness connect with the breath. Once you feel connected to the breath, just let it go back to its normal rhythm, its normal cadence. for just maybe a minute or so. Gently scan through your body, starting from the top of the head, going all the way to the bottoms of your feet. Noticing if there's any tension, any tightness, any contraction.
And if it's easy to let go of that tension, then just let it go. So maybe there's tension in the scalp or in the face, in the jaw, tension in the neck or the shoulders, tension in the chest or the back, tension in the arms, tension in the hips or the legs, tension in the feet, Let it go to the extent possible. Just let yourself settle into your body. Let your awareness settle into the breath. yourself find some ease, some sense of ease in the body, ease in the breath. spine carry the weight of the of the upper of the torso of the neck and the shoulders so bringing an alertness to the posture an alertness to the spine the same time that you bring a relaxation to everything else. Shortly, I'll give you a word to use for this reflection practice. I'll just repeat. So you'll say the word to yourself silently. And then just notice what happens, what gets evoked when you say that word. 
no need to try to make anything in particular happen. There's no right response. There's no wrong response. Just noticing what happens And then after you notice that the response kind of plays itself out, then you'll repeat it again. Try it again. See what happens that time. And so we'll do this for about five minutes. And at the end I'll ring a bell. So, The word is happiness. word happiness drop into your heart drop into your mind just notice what happens
extent possible, see if you can just stay with what's happening right now when you say the word. Stay for the present moment experience of it rather than going off into memories of past or plans of future. So I'm curious what that was like. Is anybody willing to talk about um, what happened when they dropped happiness into the pond? Thank you, Jim. That is wonderful. Um, yeah, you should be able to hear me, right? No? Yeah, very good. Well, okay. So, in the first few, few minutes, uh, first thing is, like, uh, the, the thoughts of my son, my wife, and my family came. And then, uh, after you reminded that, you know, don't think about the past memories or future, then I kind of felt uh, that the whole body kind of felt liberated, like, you know, lighter and kind of flying and that kind of sensation uh, I felt. And, and in the first few minutes, actually, uh, the future, uh, I don't know, I, I, I kind of got a visual of me uh, nearer to the depth with laugh and smiling, laughing and smiling. That's mm. kind of <laughs> crazy or maybe, I don't know. Uh, mm. I really want to do that when I die. I, I want to laugh and smile and die. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, it's often surprising sometimes what comes up when you just allow yourself to to just notice what the you know, what comes up when you do this. Yes. Um, I had, at first, sort of a vision of my husband and um, my mom, and then I started to think of more family members, and I realized that that was more consciously associating, mm. like running through a family tree, mm. as opposed to just letting things come up. Mm -hmm. So I 
tried to just focus more on breathing, and at, at that point I had a more of a feeling of um, warmth radiating mm-hmm. from my chest towards my shoulders, kind of an experience. Um, and I sort of sat with that. Mm-hmm. So. Good. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's and it's you know it's perfectly fine. To, I mean, if if the images that are coming up are members of your family, that's you know that's that's what's happening. <laughs> you know, it's, it's more just you know if you think, oh yeah, I remember how happy I was that one time when we we're on vacation, and you know, Uncle So and So was doing this, and you know, it, you can then just kind of get carried away. But but if the images are just present and present moment. Yeah, there is a there is a difference between some people like the experience of certain um, like faces cropping up as opposed mm-hmm. to thinking, oh don't forget cousin so and so in your meditation on happiness, you know, I was I was trying to um, stick with what was coming up and not mm-hmm. follow along the checklist of yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. people I couldn't forget. So Great, thank you. Anyone else have something to share? It doesn't necessarily... You know, it could be that when you hear the word happiness, what you might, what might come up is actually unhappiness. You know, I mean, that might be sadness. Do, do you want to... Thanks, yeah, I didn't want to um, uh, be, be a negative, negative voice, but yeah, I said... I kind of drop happiness in there, and and immediately I I heard uh, suffering, just as a word, mm-hmm. and then just I had an image of my mind of of you know the of happiness being dropped into a fluid, but it fell into something that was kind of thick and swallowed it, and there was no movement, mm-hmm. like a very thick motor oil, and it was just. Kind of swallowed by it, and uh, um, uh, kind of tried it again, and had the same result, and then tried it again. I, had to, I was dropping it a few times, mm. and then I started seeing other people being happy. I had uh, pictures of other people enjoying themselves, and um, dropped it again, and then uh, remembered, um, just had a memory of. Uh, scuba diving and snorkeling with my wife uh, two weeks ago in Hawaii. Um, and that was about when you said, don't try to follow the associations. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, oh well, that was, that was beginning to get better, but uh, at least that's a nice feeling. So I, yeah. I had that kind of little bit of a warm glow there, and I kind of held on to that, and then I saw that fade. So I can't tell you why I'm in that particular mood today, but that's, that's the way it went. Great. Well, I mean, I, that you know, this it, it's often you can often sometimes think that this is supposed to take you some particular place, but what it you know what you see is well, sometimes what you know when you hear happiness, it, you know, it can for me sometimes like when I hear happiness, it's like, oh my God, happiness is so far away. You know, it's just like you know, it's it's not here right now. And so, you know, then sometimes, you know, I work with that. And it's perfectly, you know, it's 
Also, this is something that you can be very creative with. So the instructions that I give, if you don't like them, I mean, if you're in Hawaii with your wife, then maybe just enjoying that, you know, that sense of pleasant, you know, or but kind of noticing that sense of pleasant in the body, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, that's great. Um, in a way, this is a way to to try to um, break out of some of the habits of mind that we have. You know, that, that the, uh, there's a saying that I, I like about how we can, we can think something 500 times in one day, and the 501st time, we're just as interested in it as the first time we thought it. And so... Um, you know, so there's, thinking can be useful, but it can also kind of trap us. So doing this practice can be a way to um, tap into something that's um, maybe deeper than just the thoughts. So, great, thank you. Is there anyone else that... Um, would like to share? Okay. I'm just really grateful for the exercise because I'm sure that I'm in the place where something doesn't pop up, but today it was so beautiful to just see my little niece and nephew. <laughs> and mm. I've heard other aunts talk about their nieces. <laughs> but mine are really cute. <laughs> <laughs> And it was just such a wonderful gift. I mean, and I kept saying, "Okay, come on," because they just wouldn't leave. I, so I just said, "Okay, mm. Ian and Gwen, such a, what a miracle!" Mm. And then I just started hoping everybody else has something like that mm. in this whole huge world. Mm. Well, thanks. Yeah, so this was just one particular form of, of this um, reflection practice. Um, one of the reasons that I thought about talking about this tonight was just a couple weeks ago I was here on a day-long retreat and I kept getting this sort of, kind of almost like a sense of something being not right. And as I would do this walking meditation, the phrase that came in my mind was sort of Damocles. You know, and I thought, hmm. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this Greek fable. It's about a, a, a man who was praising the king. He was sort of a... Oh. Yeah, Messenger. And um, the king said, oh, you think my life is so great? Well, you come up here and sit on the throne. And so he made this guy named Damocles sit on the throne. But he hung a sword right over his head by just a single hair of a, a horse's tail. And so this, this guy that was you know, elevated to sitting in the throne also saw that there was this sword that could fall at any time right on him. You know, so kind of a sense of impending doom. 
And so what I did over the following days was just just do the same kind of reflection practice of sort of Damocles. And at first, it mostly, I could mostly just feel that sense of, boy, something is, you know, like, something is hanging over me that could, you know, some kind of sense of potentially impending doom or something. And eventually what kind of came out of this practice was I saw that there were certain ways in which I wasn't taking the responsibilities of my life seriously. You know, that there was there were things that I was, you know, I thinking, oh, this practice is about letting go and relaxing and, you know, kind of having a, you know, kind of a an easeful life. But recognizing, oh, but I'm, but there's also ignorance operating, you know, and I was, and I was recognizing that there's some things that I, that, you know, I had to take care of that I just wasn't. So that's, that kind of got me in touch with something that I could feel, but I couldn't really initially put words to. And that brought me to another kind of a, 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 well, another part of this um, complementary practices, which was in addition to doing reflection practice, another way to do this kind of inquiry is by talking to other people. And so after that particular experience with doing the reflection on this sort of Damocles, I sat down with a friend and we talked for a couple hours and I described my experience and he would ask me questions about it and ask for clarification and we engaged in um, what's often called um, uh, inquiry, you know, a, a Dharma discussion. So it's not, you know, it's not about... Um, offering each other advice, or it's not trying to solve problems, but it's a way in which I find that when I talk about what goes on, so, you know, in meditation we're not talking to each other, right? But it is, I find it very useful to find people, uh, either here at IMC or maybe a spouse or a friend or a coworker or some somebody that you have a, a trusting relationship with to to do some investigation of of things that come up because um, what I found was in the meditation, I had some sense of this sword hanging over my head in doing the reflection, I had some words to it. But then sitting down and talking to other people about it, in particular this friend of mine, Aaron, um, it brought more clarity to what was going on. You know, it, it was a way in which, by trying to put it into words, sometimes um, you can gain a sense of clarity or coherence that you might not if you just keep it all inside. So... Uh, 
and that kind of that's harder for a place like IMC to provide. You know, it's really up to each person to find um, uh, a spiritual friend or maybe a group of spiritual friends that you feel like you can um, open up to and talk about you know what goes on and and that are willing to listen in a um, sort of open and non-judgmental way so that you can so that you can use speaking and th- speaking and thinking skillfully to um, to investigate your experience investigation is one of the uh, seven factors of enlightenment so you know the, the freedom doesn't come by just sitting there's a, a saying that if if all it took was sitting uh, chickens would be enlightened <laughs> you know that Although sitting is important, you know, it's really this, this sense of investigation and exploring and questioning what's going on in, in a way that doesn't just trap you in habitual thought patterns that's really useful. So um, I would encourage you all to, as you start to come here, maybe on a regular basis to um, to talk to each other or to find somebody outside of here in your life that that you can talk to about the meditation experience I know when I when I first started at IMC I liked the fact that I didn't have to talk to anybody I'd, I'd come in on Monday nights and I'd listen to these just far out Dharma talks and it's just like, wow, you know, it's like, this was like a whole new experience, a whole, you know, like I've never thought of things that way. And I like the fact that I didn't have to stay and socialize and, you know, have a certain persona or, or whatever. I could just like wander off into the night, you know, in this kind of sometimes blissful, but often just, um, with some sort of sense of awe or um, curiosity or mystery, you know, maybe even confusion. But then I found that after, um, well, really, it was sometime partway through the first year of that, I realized that I, what I was seeing and what I was experiencing, I wasn't able to talk to with most of my friends. Not that they would cut me off, but they just didn't get it, you know. Are they, you know? It's like, well, what are you talking about? And uh, I had the good fortune that just about the time I was ready, people started coming up to me and saying, "How'd you like to go out and have tea and you know talk about Dharma practice?" And so, um, being somewhat of an introvert, it was helpful that people would come up to me and and invite me to do that. Um, And then maybe uh, another six months later, we formed this group called Dharma Friends that Mary talked about, um, which was another 
venue for, for meeting people. Uh, every few years, IMC also has, um, they gather names of people who want to be in neighborhood groups. So sitting monthly with people that live nearby is another way to do it. Um, one of the other places, there's day-long, uh, what do they call it? Dharma practice days on one Friday a month where there's a lot more interaction with the other attendees. So we have about 10 minutes left. So what I was thinking was, how about if you um, turn to at least one person next to you and introduce yourself and say something about why you came here tonight. Now, I know that might sound a little scary and it probably wasn't on your agenda. You thought you were going to be able to get out of here without... And, and it's okay. If you don't want to talk to anybody, that's fine. You can just, you know, you can just... Um... Ignore the person who's asking. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can just... Um... And you don't have to re- reveal your your deepest wishes, but um, I think what you'll find is that um, people here generally are willing to um, share their experience. So, actually, maybe if you get together in groups of three, that might that might be better. So, just maybe spend five minutes in a group of three, introducing yourselves to each other and saying a little bit about why you, um, what brought you here tonight. So, as you're ready, you know, just um, maybe wrap it up realize that um, and now maybe just let's just sit for half a minute and notice what it's start feeling in your body what it's like to have been talking for this last uh, I don't know seven minutes or so Notice if you can feel a change in the energy. Great. So I appreciate you all coming this evening. And I'd like to encourage you um, not only to continue practicing in your sitting, but um, continue fostering a sense of curiosity. Stay curious about what's going on. So thank you all.